Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Oz Network for the final week, the Christmas Eve slash Christmas Day, depending where you are in the world, edition of Home Improvement Christmas Month, as we are here to talk about the season four episode, coincidentally, episode 12, Twas the Night Before Chaos, Uh, not to be confused with was the night before whatever whatever that uh, the last three episodes seem to be named after as well uh but uh, this will be our final one for this year hopefully we'll continue to do season five through eight next year uh but we get to wrap it up with lots of family members lots of guest stars and more christmas lights big surprise my name is colin and after four weeks of recording with rossi the korean war was a picnic and my name is rossi and we didn't invite you to sing on the show all right, well, let's just start it off with our weekly request. Can we get a grunt, Rossi, one for Christmas? All our no. listeners just want to hear one no. grunt. Just uh, anything. Uh? No. Oh. <laughs> we kind of had one in there. All right. Merry Christmas, everybody. Episode over. Um, now, I feel like we're on a roll because we had at least one good one in a row. <laughs> I, I think we had a, a decent one to start off the month with. We had a... Yeah, average one to do for the second week and then a great one last week uh you haven't given me any of your opinions on this probably because you finished watching it about five minutes ago uh does this I one i would have watched it sooner outside conditions did not permit but yes yes there there were many many circumstances that prevented ross from doing this most of which involved in-laws visiting uh <laughs> and Old Korean the, War vets yeah, that the, showed up. <laughs> Rossi's grandpa was watching Patton instead of letting him watch Home Improvement. But uh, now that you have seen it, does this one top last week, come close, not even close? Um, I know you you were like beloved of this episode and this is one of your classics, or you said something to that effect. But this doesn't even come close to last <laughs> week's. It, it doesn't even. I'll, I'll spoil it now. It's second out of the four. But it is like one, like the last episode, huge skip, and then the well, the next three come in line. Like this didn't even come close. Guess what? I'm going to agree with you. <laughs> and as I oh. said, this is this is always the one that I think of when I think of oh the home free Christmas episodes, the one where Jill's dad is there and helps Tim decorate the the Hey You episode. You know the Marty and the twins. And I think it's just the fact that the storyline is so different. And it is something maybe that seems bigger than just your standard storyline, but. Uh, really it's kind of classic week. though that's more like probably the most classic of them all yeah absolutely and I, i'm not knocking this in any way but i think last week the episode was just uh, i know these episodes by heart i barely have to take notes i could recite it for you as i'm watching it but watching it and taking notes just made me realize how incredibly hilarious 
the season three episode was. They just can't be top the one-liners, but this one is really good still. And uh, when we get to next year, we'll see if uh, the season five, six, seven, or eight ones can possibly top it. Uh, but uh, let's start off with the episode. We got a tool time segment. Did you watch this one? I watched the whole episode. There we go. <laughs> Progress. Uh, we have, as Rossi has commented on, the same jokes that we have in every single one. We have an accident. We have um, <laughs> Al's mom's fat jokes. Uh, I did really like, though, just the way that they delivered that opening thing where they're talking about Christmas and Al's like, you know, all my great memories of childhood, making a snowman. I used a, a carrot for its nose, cookies for its eyes, and licorice for its smile. And Tim just very sincerely is like, that's really nice, Al. Fortunately, Al's mom ate the snowman. <laughs> Yes, it's the same joke over and over again, but I like it. Uh, and um, we bring out the Tool Time Guest Star of the Week, which uh, I don't know if we've talked about this in any of these episodes, but typically when you would have somebody on as a guest on Tool Time, they would get real-life people, which you can usually tell if it's an actor or a real-life person based on the acting ability. This guy has no acting ability, so they literally just got an ice sculptor and said, can you come on Home Improvement and do an ice sculpture? Uh, so he makes the the chainsaw Christmas tree in about five seconds or whatever. Uh, we're going to have a follow-up to this later on, or I guess a deleted scene or a scene that they save for the end. Uh, and now we get to the house, the major storyline, all the characters that are being introduced. Uh, we have first Marty, which is Tim's brother, and his wife Nancy, who will become very frequent guest stars on the show, but I'm pretty sure this is their first appearance. Uh, cause they have the twins here, which I know had never appeared on the show before. I don't think we're even mentioned. So 99% sure this is Marty's first appearance on home improvement. Tim has, I think he has like four or five brothers, like fictional brothers on the show. Uh, let's just say five. And Tim Allen has like four fictional, four fictional brothers in real life. Tim Allen's got four fictional brothers, but he's got four real brothers on the show. Uh, Tim Allen's real four brothers all are named after the characters like Steve, John, Jeff. I can't remember all the names, but on the show, whenever Tim references one of his brothers, they will use the name of one of Tim's real brothers. Uh, now only two brothers ever appeared on the show. We get Jeff who's going to appear next year. We'll cover it in season six. Uh, and then Marty, which Marty is the only one of his brother characters that's not named after Tim Allen's real brother, but interesting trivia note here, Tim's mom's name was Marty. So they decided to add, a, maybe Tim said, you know, if you're going to add this guy as a fictional brother for me, I don't want any of my real brothers getting upset if this guy sucks. So let's name it after my mom because maybe she'll be less upset. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Marty named after Tim Allen's real mom. Uh, so they've got twins. Uh, I sympathize with them. Um, I, I don't think that they are nearly doing it justice how um, chaotic and dirty and filthy it is. But the first time they're introduced when they're uh, take them out of the bath. Uh, I love the, the joke they have uh, about, uh, you know, oh, they're clean. We're clean. It only happens once a day. Doesn't even happen once a day after we had the twins. Uh, I think Jamie and I were eventually taking notes. Like, how long has it been since you showered? And we're like, I don't know. Tuesday of last week. Like, I, we might have gone six or seven days at one point without showering just because there's literally no time to. Uh, before Marty's introduced, I also like the little moment where uh, the, people are trying to use the bathroom in the house. The house is crowded. Uh, and uh, they say, oh, yeah, Uncle Marty went in the bathroom. He took five magazines with him. There's uh, no, like, greater, like, the house is overpacked cliche than, like, 17 people trying to cram into the bathroom. Yeah. Like, this happens in Home Alone, too, doesn't it? Like, where Yeah, exactly. I was just thinking this is very Home Alone this episode. Like, it's, like, the biggest cliche. Everyone's got to go to the bathroom at the same time. What a wacky scenario. <laughs> it's just, like, such a cliche. I thought it was funny, though, that 
they didn't show us the like everyone has to run to the bathroom but it was told through like character dialogue it was it was good but like such a cliche well and to make it better there are actually three bathrooms in the taylor house because there's this bathroom downstairs there's the bathroom the main bathroom upstairs and then tim and jill have their own third bathroom so Apparently, every single bathroom in the house is being occupied right now by baths and Marty pooping or whatever else. Uh, I like some of the lines, just as the, the whole family getting together in the chaos in the household uh, about uh, Jill asking Tim if he could set up the high chair for lunch. He goes, no, that's OK. I'll just eat at the counter. <laughs> and the decorating contest, of course, this is how almost every Home Improvement Christmas episode starts. Uh, and they mention here that uh, he's never won before, but we ended the, I, I said the end of last episode, the end of the last episode, Wilson reveals he's the only judge. And he even says the line, I think you just won the contest. I didn't realize you had a, you know, light up Tim on your roof or whatever it was when he was electrocuted. But Wilson ended up awarding it to somebody else, apparently. Like, what a jerk. Wilson, only yeah. judge, your neighbor, your best friend, and you give it to Doc Johnson? Like, I'm surprised they're even on speaking terms. We need a recount. There needs to be a recount, yes. Re- recall for Wilson's one vote. Tim and Jill are kind of talking about her parents coming to visit, and she's uh, always stressed when they come. Now, at this point on the show, Jill's mom had been in one episode, uh, because I remember they in season one, they made a whole bunch of fat jokes about Jill's mom, the way they used to make Al's mom jokes. And then they cast an actress who appeared as Jill's mom, who's very thin, this actress. And when she appeared, they basically, wow, you're so thin, as if she suddenly lost 300 pounds and didn't tell anybody. Uh, but uh, I think this is the first appearance of Jill's dad, who will appear a couple more times throughout the show. Uh, and Tim mentions how his dad always just refers to him as, hey, you, which will become a thing in this episode. Uh, when the parents show up, the kids are, of course, all excited uh, because they've come loaded with presents in the car. Uh, the grandpa, Jill's dad, is an old army guy, so he's giving them a mission. You know, this is your mission. Unload those presents or whatever. Uh, and the parents are immediately fighting, or Jill's parents. Uh, and this is where we have that line about two days in the car with you. The Korean War was a picnic. Uh, Jill's trying to distract them. So, Tim, tell them how you're entering a contest. And he just turns them, I'm entering a contest. <laughs> let's just i guess quickly wrap this up with jill's first stress with her mom as her mom's making comments you could go back on your diet after christmas i'm not on a diet mom and uh let's just sort of stop it there get your impressions on all these new characters i don't know if you've watched later seasons so you might be familiar with marty i especially in the later seasons marty was pretty much a permanent cast member for a whole season later on as for these twins at an older and more annoying age but uh you like these characters you like the family chaos my memory of any of these characters is non-existent. I don't remember any of them. I was thinking when I was watching, I was like, what do I remember of like watching this show? And the only one I remember is the, the white water rafting episode. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a that's great the episode. only one that's sticking in my head. So like, I don't remember anything else, um, but some of these characters, ugh. I mean, you know, Marty's fine. He doesn't really do anything this episode. The twins are fine. They don't really contribute much. <laughs> His wife's not even in the, the show half the time. Um, I did like her mother, uh, but I could not stand her father. He was driving me crazy. Um, it, it, and the whole like plot point of him was just the most frustrating thing to me. I just couldn't take it. Um, but I, I, th- I mean, I thought it was fine. It was cliches. Like everyone has to use the bathroom at the same time. You know, it's pandemonium. You know, um, the as soon as they get into the house, the parents are arguing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was weird because they were arguing and they had these like quick one-liners back and forth. 
but it didn't stick the way that it like did last episode. Mm-hmm. You know, when Jill and, and, and Tim were going at each other, like about, you know, the decorations and the, the singing and all this kind of stuff that was going, they were talking about. I don't remember the, the lines now, but like, you know, he's like, Oh, I wanted to put you in the back seat and the presence in the front. <laughs> and she's like, Oh, that would have been great. I would have had a great trip or something. And it's just like, they made these quick snappy one-liners, but they didn't mm-hmm. land. Like I just didn't, it wasn't like, Oh, ha ha ha. ha. It was just like, I don't know. It just felt like because they were angry at each other. It was like not. It was meant to be read as insults and not like comedy jokes. Mm-hmm. So it just it just didn't land for me. And so like, it just like wasn't the most enjoyable scene for me. Uh, like they're obviously both very experienced actors. Uh, just sort of looking at the filmography here, uh, the actress plays Jill's mom, Polly Holiday. Uh, she was in Gremlins. Um, she played Mrs. Deedle in Gremlins. Okay, there we go. Uh, the Parent Trap, the Lindsay Lohan Parent Trap. She played the grandmother. Uh-huh. I think that is great movie we covered that earlier this year i don't know if you heard the episode uh Uh, and jill's dad i know i've seen this guy in a million things m emmett walsh uh blade runner um critters (laughs) knives out uh is he still alive wow that's crazy this guy's still alive but yeah i mean they're both experienced actors but you could also just say these are guest stars coming in they don't have that, you know, um, rapport, the chemistry with the rest of the cast. They hadn't worked together before, obviously. I think that's one of the big differences last week. Because I think we even talked about the season threes where I think everything just really gelled with home improvement. And the actors were just comfortable enough that they could just throw those lines back and forth. So probably is uh, some, somewhat of an explanation for you know their jokes. I don't mind the jokes. What, what I will say is funny. There, there's a podcast. I'll give a plug out there to a podcast that has ended now. They do sporadic episodes on whatever they can think of, but they covered all of home improvement. It was called uh home and podcast. They loved Jill's mom. And I don't have a problem with Jill's mom, but like I always assumed growing up that Jill's dad was the more standout character. Uh, and then Jill's mom was more of the, the background, but no, apparently, you know, I'm kind of in the minority with that. Uh, I wouldn't say that I'm like over the moon about either of them, but uh, I, I kind of like their Jill's dad and Tim dynamic. They have, um, a couple of other things they had here, they mentioned, obviously, that all he does is watch Pat and the mom's complaining. Uh, and I like the way Jill's just trying to avoid the conversation where they're they're trying to make the, is it, they say sticky buns. Is that supposed to be like cinnamon rolls? Because to me, these just look like cinnamon rolls. I don't know what a sticky bun is. I don't know. I thought they had raisins on them. So maybe that was like the only thing. I don't know. So a cinnamon roll that raisins can stick to. We'll just claim it's that i literally have no idea so she's asking oh he just watched the same movie and over again jill's like oh do you want to use margarine or butter he goes patent <laughs> just neither of them getting that one's trying to change the subject and the other one's uh, not getting it uh and uh with the, the dad and the mom are arguing here i did like this one line uh where he's asking where patent is and she says i threw it out the window if you're being honest or whatever then we're going back to get it when Tim is talking to Jill as she's stressed out about the parents and she's like, they're so unhappy. This is maybe the best line of the episode. Of course they're unhappy. They've been married for 42 years. That was a good line. The dad's watching Patton on the couch with the babies. I, I like whenever you can see something where the actors obviously have to improvise or they have to keep their, their, their composure. He's got one twin in each arm pretending they're machine guns. And of course these are untrained babies and one just starts crying and they roll with it. And I don't know if it was, it was Randy kind of um, used the line as like, oh, I think one of those babies just dropped the bomb. I, I actually wonder if that was an improvised line, though, because you can't get a baby to cry on command. And they just sort of, you know, went with it. Uh, but if he did make it up, great. If he didn't, you know, that's Jonathan Taylor Thomas. He's amazing at that. 
when uh, Nancy, Tim's sister-in-law, comes to uh, pick up the babies, put them for a nap, uh, she kind of suggests, well, oh, you should have put them asleep watching old episodes of Tool Time. Uh, and Jill and her dad have a bit of an argument when she's trying to get in the middle of it. And he even says that uh, she always sticks her nose into their business. She's complaining that, well, you guys, you know, we're arguing the second you walk through the door. And he goes, no, that's not true. We started arguing in Texas. <laughs> she just, as he walks out of the room, she sort of yells, like, well, you should have finished by Missouri. While they're on the roof, Tim and Marty are doing the decorations. We always have to have this in episode. Uh, <laughs> when Marty gets hit by something and uh, uh, he's talking to Tim and he goes, oh, I'm still uh, hurt from when you beam me with the Virgin Mary. <laughs> uh, oh, no, he hits him with the Virgin Mary. He says, I'm still numb from when you beam me with the pig. Jill is now arguing with her mom because the mom is upset that Jill talked to the dad. It's a very confusing episode to try to describe. A lot going on here. And um, she. this is at the point where Jill had started to go back to school to become a psychologist. So they reference that here, which says, I don't think one semester of psychology makes you qualified to diagnose depression in old army colonels or whatever. And I, I did love Jill's mom's line here. It says, yeah, if you hadn't butted your nose in, we could have been mad at each other and had a perfectly lovely Christmas. We'll kind of just include this uh, other scene here where Tim keeps having to go up and down the ladder, which, uh, you know, good physical comedy where he's, Tim, I need to talk to you, goes down the ladder. No, no, that's okay. I'll talk to Wilson. Uh, goes back up the ladder, down the ladder, up the ladder. Uh, we get Wilson's wisdom here where he's basically suggesting that, you know, instead of her trying to interfere in the business, that they should find an objective third party. I think he even mentions some tribal thing, like, oh, this is what the whatever tribe would do. They get an objective third party. When she suggests Wilson does it, here's another one of the best episodes, uh, best lines of the episode, where he goes, oh, I'm going to a Filipino Christmas party. Oh, when are you going to be back? A couple of weeks, the party's in the Philippines. <laughs> and as Joe goes back inside, uh, Wilson suggests, Tim, what about you? You could be an objective third party. He goes, no, I'm, I'm the type of guy that likes to stand his ground. Right before he backflips off the roof, crashes into the garbage cans. And uh, <laughs> looks, stand- so, looks so bad. It does. But you see that I kind of like when shows do that, when you have like a really bad effect, because it just makes it that much more ridiculous. Uh, but uh, yeah, he gets back up. Yeah, just tired of using that ladder. Yeah, let's just sort of cap it off there. There is a lot of fighting back and forth. Um, I, I do agree with you. I don't think that the humor, especially coming off of last week where we were specifically highlighting how on point all the humor was, having two guest stars that are funny but not necessarily laugh out loud funny, it probably does take it down a little bit. And when you're like supposed to be angry funny, it's like not as funny because you're like, it's almost like a fight breaks out and you're in the room and like, it's a little uncomfortable. Like, like if someone's fighting and you're just sitting there, you, it's just like uncomfortable. So it's kind of that situation of like, they're obviously they're not fighting. It's not like a something I'd worry about, but it's just like, they're, they're arguing and it's just like, okay, it's like a awkward. little uncomfortable, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, awkward. Uh, so that's kind of takes away from the jokes when I'm just like, oh, it's just like not as fun when someone's arguing, like versus when they're just being sassy or, or quippy. Uh, but one of my favorite things that you didn't, I don't know if you mentioned, i probably missed it if you did um but when uh she's like i want to go talk to your to your grandfather go upstairs with to see your grandma and the, one of the kids <laughs> yeah. was like i want to see the rest of the patent movies like go ask your grandma to act it out for you. Yeah. <laughs> i thought that was just so funny uh this continuing thing if she knows so much about this movie despite i don't know if she's seen it did they say if she's seen it or if she just like knows through yeah, i don't think they said but like 
You know, speaking from the parents' point of view here, I don't think I've ever sat down and watched Cars, like Disney, Pixar Cars, all the way through. But I could recite it for you because it's just always on in the background. So I would get if that's the point, too. Yeah, fair enough. She she learns through living. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I thought that that was such a good line. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I know that we're supposed to laugh. The, 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 the uh, TV show told us when the laugh track came on, we were supposed to laugh. He's got the babies. <laughs> Um, but I was just like, oh, it's not that funny to me. I'm just like, wow. Like, I just like, at a certain point, I'm just, I tuned out this like very aggressively, like my personality was, I was in the army and I just like tuned that out completely. Um, so like anytime he was the center focus, I was just like, whatever. Um, I watched the whole thing. I didn't skip forward. It's just like, I I just didn't care that much when it was like, um, and then they're, and then like suddenly took like an like a dark turn was like, dad, you're depressed. And then he just like storms off. And then that was the end of the like depression talk. Um, but I, it was, it, it didn't do much for me. I, there were some fun lines in there. And, and obviously you could see that the, the improvisation or whatever, the, 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 the quippy lines were there, but it, it didn't do too much for me. Um, and then classic Wilson, uh, not much to add there. I did like the line of a Filipino Christmas party <laughs> for the Philippines. Um, cutting it close we don't know what day this is taking place but he's cutting it close if he's traveling you know at least 20 out well no that's it i didn't thought about that because this would have to be christmas eve because they the next scene or when they wake up in the morning is is christmas morning and the philippines is ahead of us so is he expecting to arrive there on the 27th to 28th (laughs) yeah i don't know i i didn't know if this was officially christmas day eve or whatever but He's gotten it close either way. Even if it was two days ahead, it's close. Um, which is not like Wilson. He's very p- prepared and planned. So yeah. seems very out of character. Plot hole? Question mark. <laughs> um, I we didn't. Uh, oh no! Did we? No, yeah. This we got to the point. You skipped the whole thing about Marty was injured, and he's like, "I need band aids." Oh, oh, Will the band aids. Yeah, I did miss that. Yeah. Upstairs in the top three drawers, and he says, "Which room?" And she says, "All Every, of them." Yeah. Which is so good. Uh, that would have been my line if, if I could do an entire back and forth, but we can't. Um, but yeah, and then just classic, you know, Tim injuring himself, uh, you know, Wilson trying to impart advice and, and everything. But, you know, it, it was it was fine. It was whatever. Uh, the last section of the episode here, this is what I always liked about the show because uh, they, they find a way to fit like a good message in here and make Tim the smart one for a change. Uh, which rarely happens. Uh, One thing I did want to point out, something that always bothered me, and I thought that this was an American thing until I even paid attention to this episode and realized that nobody else pronounced it. Tim Allen's pronunciation of roof. Now, how would you pronounce roof? Like R-O-O-F. Roof. There. Thank you. Okay. So I thought this whole time growing up, because Tim Allen will always talk about the roof. The way he said people say rough. Yeah, I don't know if that's a regional thing. Like, obviously, Tim Allen from Colorado originally, so maybe it's a Colorado thing. But then I noticed on this episode, I always thought this was just an American thing. Nobody else is calling it rough. I guess it's a rough to him. But I, even at growing up, I would notice any time, any episode, it's like, he said it like rough again. Like, that's so weird. Uh, and people say Canadians talk funny. Uh, but, um, yeah, he's he's doing the decorations, and uh, the, the father-in-law is watching Patton again. And he's asking, well, why don't you turn the movie off and come help me decorate? 
Uh, I love the dad saying, I have no interest in your battle with an 80 year old proctologist. So Tim eggs him on. He goes, yeah, you're probably right. He's probably going to win anyways. You know how tough those old Navy guys are. And of course, Jill's dad being from the army. Did you say Navy? Tim, of course, wrote, yes, I did. (laughs) And the whole like, the like audience thing is the ooh yeah ooh. It. navy i feel bad for somebody who's in the navy watching this episode they're probably all on good terms uh but uh yeah then the next thing you know jill's dad's on the roof with tim on the roof with tim <laughs> uh doing decorations and he's excited again uh he's even saying how good it is to be back in action this is tim playing up on the whole army thing which really that's the storyline they're telling here and and it's an interesting storyline i just think that maybe being in an episode where you have other guest stars like marty and nancy and you know you you have jill with this drama with the the her parents and everything that maybe it was a little too much to be able to fit in this very clever idea of an army commander who suddenly isn't an army commander. Have you ever seen, we covered it a few years ago, you weren't on it, but you ever see the movie White Christmas? I don't think so. Oh, it's a great movie. I never saw that until maybe about 10 years ago. And it's probably my favorite Christmas movie of all time now. But uh, basically the storyline of that, it revolves around a retired army general who doesn't know what to do with his life. So he opens up an inn and the inn's failing and he's just trying to get back in the army. And that's kind of the same idea here, which you know, not a lot of shows would address the fact that this is, you know, uh, I don't even know what you would call it. Um, it's the same thing with like prisoners when they get out of prison, like have trouble adjusting to society. Uh, but Tim giving him the advice here before the Harley do love where he's saying, okay, which one of those uh, up there? I can't even see which one is Doc Johnson. There's so many decorations up there. He goes, it's the one wearing the rubber gloves. That's a good line. <laughs> Tim identifies himself as an objective third party, like the African manure tribe, whatever was Wilson said earlier, I knew it had something to do with the tribe. And uh, Jill's dad talks about how, you know, oh, I used to command 2000 troops, 2000 troops who worship the ground I walked on. Now I uh, spend all my time with one woman who vacuums the ground I walk on. Uh, and Tim just has one great line where he just says, how many scenes in the movie Patton do you see him, you know, sitting on his butt in his recliner looking for the remote. And then just, you end on like that, that look on the, the dad's face. So when they cut back inside, we don't even know what's going on. It's early in the morning. Jill's mom is awake and Jill's dad comes in and all of a sudden he's very nice to her. He's talking about, you know, I'm thinking about maybe when we get home, I should get myself out of the den. Uh, and I love her line here. Is, oh, where are you plan on going? The living room. <laughs> but instead he talks about traveling and she's uh, she's all excited. He even says, I'd like to take you to uh, Italy. Uh, Venice, you know, maybe we could ride on a gondola. She says, oh, you hate boats. A gondola's a boat. <laughs> it's disgust with that. It's nice. Uh, Jill's, of course, spying the whole time. And when they catch her after the parents make up, she's blaming her. No, I'm sleepwalking. I was like, do you always make coffee in your sleep? Uh, yes, because then it's ready for when I wake up. Uh, there's one of the jokes that doesn't quite land. <laughs> uh, they probably could have found a better way to end that little gag. Uh, and, but I did love this when they open up the the cinnamon rolls with raisins on them, stuck to them. Where he goes, oh, look at these. Half of them are gone. And of course, Jill's dad, who is the first one to start stealing them, realizes, oh, the boys must have done it. I do that all the time. I mean, nobody buys it. But if you know something goes wrong, if there's a mess, uh, if I make a mess or anything like that, I'm like, hmm, must have been Remy the or twins. Casey. The <laughs> yeah. twins, yeah. <laughs> it was the twins. Casper, or you know, he's up to it again. But you um, use Jamie if it's if it's cheese that goes missing. Oh, Jamie. Oh, always. <laughs> We know it's going to be Jamie. You know, one other thing I use, um, if, I think you always said you ever saw a couple episodes of The Simpsons, but there's a great episode of Simpsons where Bart is in trouble because he basically took a chemical and burned his name into uh, a field. 
And when they're basically trying to punish him for, he goes, well, maybe it was one of the other Barts. And they go, there are no other Barts. I constantly use, if, if I make a mistake at work, uh, your name's tagged on anything you do. And it's like, oh, maybe it was one of the other C Hildings. <laughs> uh, nothing like blaming somebody else for mistakes you make. Uh, I love the, the moment here, though, with uh, Jill talking to the dad where she's almost taking credit. She goes, oh, I guess some of what I said sank in. It wasn't you. It was, hey, you still won't refer to him by his name. And then this last line here is just so perfect. He goes, you know, if you listen to him, he's not such an idiot. <laughs> right as Tim falls off the roof and is dangling down on lights. Last scene, uh, we'll just uh, wrap it up with here. Uh, Tim reveals his lights on the roof and or the roof. And uh, they, they basically are saying, oh, there's nothing up there. Like, what'd you guys spend all night doing? And he goes, oh, this is how they didn't see them, you know, coming to Normandy, camouflage. And... The roof opens up, the rough opens up and the you know, manger pops up and you know, it's this great reveal. Uh, and then Tim, of course, before that, it said, all we need is a real baby for the manger. Talking about one of the twins. Uh, and I love where Nancy's like, oh, he wouldn't. Jill's like, well, he would, but we won't let him. And Tim's like, it's not like you don't have one to spare. I, when we had the twins, I had constantly had people saying, it's like, oh, can I have one of your babies? It's not like you don't have one to spare. <laughs> it happens all the time. I would usually say, sure, <laughs> we'll enjoy some of the quiet around here. Uh, but uh, of course, the final. Yeah, please let us shower. <laughs> exactly. We haven't showered in a week. <laughs> but uh, the last joke, of course, here is uh, where Jill's like, Tim, did you put a hole in our roof? Not our rough, our roof. And uh, he goes, don't worry, I'll repair it tomorrow just as the snow starts falling. Uh, post credit scene, I guess the addition to the ice sculptor earlier where he has a frozen Al Borland. Uh, and this was really funny where uh, Tim's trying to chisel away at it and takes a chunk out and Al's all upset. You've taken a chunk out of frozen Al and Tim's trying to pick it up and he knocks the whole thing over and it shatters. Uh, but I, I think the, the best stuff in this episode is actually the parts that have nothing to do with the jokes. I like the scene between Tim and Jill's dad, you know? Um, I think that that works well. I just feel like, yeah, you're probably right. The humor is just not nearly where it was last week. Yeah, I mean, we got a classic classic you know normandy joke in there which uh, <laughs> had, had all the audience uh laughing there you know laughing uh it's just like not everything lands it's like you could have the best writer but like just the situation just affects it like i agree like it was smart when he was like oh i'll get the you know that navy guy's gonna win again like that was smart and then he like had the conversation and like that was a good conversation um but like it just like didn't land the joke of like, oh, now I got a woman vacuuming the feet. Like mm. ugh, it just, it just doesn't land. Cause he's just being like obnoxious. Crotchety you know? old man. Yeah. It's just like, like there is a place for that. And obviously like there is humor to have in that, but it's just like, that's all we've gotten is you're mm. just like a miserable old guy uh, <laughs> who's like still in the glory days of his life. So like it just, some of the jokes unfortunately didn't land as well as like, they should have because they, they the writing was there it was clever it was well written it's just like it didn't land um like i said i like like you said i the, some of the stuff that was good was the you know oh can i have a thing for the manger you have mm -hmm. one to spare like that not main dialogue but it was funny um and even like when i said earlier about like go ask your grandma to act out the scene like those are these like throwaway lines that happen to be the funniest um and yeah it just I did enjoy, you know, like when she said, what, is there a hole in our roof? She's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll fix that tomorrow. Like, I thought that too. I was like, wait, there's a hole in the roof. Um, but just, it, it was fine. I, that was my big, my biggest takeaway. It was like, it was fine. 
Like they mm-hmm. obviously put a lot of effort into it and it was well written, but it was just like, eh. Yeah, I think this is the best story we've had in all four weeks, but uh, well, it really... was like two episodes. Like it was like, yeah, yeah exactly. We couldn't do the contest and like Jill's dad is being an a-hole. Well, I think one of the other problems is, is having so many guest stars because we have four guest stars this week and none of our regulars get to interact with each other. I mean, really three. (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, But uh, I will say one of the the best episodes ever involves uh, Marty and his wife that's coming up where Tim accidentally sees her in the shower. uh, And I'll I'll find an excuse for us to cover that episode uh, just because it's amazing. Naked in a shower month and we'll watch Psycho (laughs) 2 or something. (laughs) Exactly. Um, oh, then we could do Rihanna naked in a shower. We do Bates Motel. Thank you. You just gave us a month almost for three weeks there. No, that, that, there's some good episodes of them later on, but even Marty's barely here in this episode. But when you have so many of these guest stars, the regulars can't play off each other. The kids are barely featured in this episode. They might each have one or two lines. And uh, Tim and Jill have like one scene together. The second scene that they would have had together Tim's just constantly coming up and down the ladder. And she's like, no, I'll talk to this person. No, I don't need to talk to you anymore. So all the people who already have this chemistry just don't get to play off each other. And I think that's where the humor suffers, but I'm still going to agree with you. I'm going to rank this second in my episodes. I'm still going to buy it. Uh, I bought all these episodes before you rank yours. I'm going to run down on IMDb what the rankings are for these first four home proven Christmas episodes. They do have last week's episode as number one. Uh, that's the highest ranked. I don't know. We'll, not counting future years, but of these first four, they have the second episode, the one where Randy and Brad stole all the money as the second best. Then they have the first one where Mark stopped believing in Santa or was told that Santa died. Uh, And then they have this one ranked last out of those. So I don't quite agree with that. Uh, But uh, I would go third week, which is the, the, the Brad going skiing episode. That would be my favorite followed by this one followed by, Mark thinks Santa's dead, followed by the charity stolen children's Christmas, whatever. <laughs> Brad and Ranji Blake Ranch. We get it. Yeah. Three, four, one, two. Yes. Um, that would have been an easier I, way to do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you didn't do that, but whatever. Are you and going the with same. the same rankings? Yeah, same. And are you going to buy it or rent it? What did I do for the first two? You do rented you the first two. Okay. Is it weird that I wanted to bit want to bit this? <laughs> but I can't. So I have to rent it. Okay, there we go. We have rent by obligation. <laughs> yeah, because I wanted I actually want to genuinely want to bit this, but like <laughs> can I retroactively bin the others? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> I've already okay. given Ben our rankings and he's tabulated uh, it. And he's already put a post up with those. That, that's how we really can't change. I'm gonna blame Ben. He already posted on social media what we ranked the last one. Anyways, uh, uh, <laughs> that's it. I'm I'm going to be back next year to do seasons five through eight, whether Rossi is or not. But are you oh. slightly interested? Yeah, I'll do it. This was fun. Yes. If they're more like a season three, then for sure. I'll, I'll <laughs> I get this right now. Season five is the one to beat. That is like the audience favorite. That is Ooh. the most outrageous. Uh, and you get a guest star that like really, really hits the mark. Uh, Jeff Goldblum? Yes, it's Jeff Goldblum playing Tim's brother, Steve. No, there's there's a couple bad ones that are going to be in there, but there's some good ones. And next year, if we do this, we will get to cover the final Home for Christmas special, which was also Jonathan Taylor Thomas's final episode ever. He was gone from the show, episode three of season eight, but came back halfway through the season to do the Christmas special and then never returned for the finale. 
Um, so bid farewell to JTT. Uh, other stuff we got coming up. I, this episode is out on Christmas Eve. So by the time you're listening you to this doing? episode. Listen to this. Celebrate the holiday. Yeah. Like this is how you want to spend Christmas. You know what? You're all invited to the Rossi Hilding family Christmas. I almost bought you a stocking. I didn't mention that. <laughs> I saw at the dollar store a stocking. I'm like, I'm going to buy this and put Rossi's name on it. But I decided against it. I figured my $3 was spent <laughs> elsewhere. But maybe next year um, if you don't go skiing. But uh, yeah, the Matrix Resurrections is out now. Uh, our episode on the Animatrix, which was kind of bizarre, uh, is out now. But uh, by the time people are listening to this, I've probably already seen the Matrix Resurrections. Uh, Jamie and I were thinking about doing a spoiler-free review before Ben could see it because it doesn't open for him until Boxing Day. But by the time Jamie and I record, it's going to be December 26th. So you're probably just going to listen and hear us do a review of Matrix Resurrections. That's a really hard one to say. Matrix Resurrections over the weekend. Uh, So stay tuned for that. Plus our best of coming at the end of the year. Rossi, how about all those hilarious moments that we contributed for the best of episodes? Did you have a favorite? Um. It's like all your children. You can't pick a favorite. They're all <laughs> the best. My favorite was that funny thing that you said at the beginning of this episode that's too late to include on our best of episode because it's already edited. <laughs> but hilarious stuff, Rossi, as always. I mean, I'm, a, I'm on my A game all the time. <laughs> uh, but it'll be a good best of. Uh, I put some of the clips they together. You're, they all are. Uh, even when Ben's on, uh, which <laughs> there's maybe a little bit less of Ben this year. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We're going to have that coming up and then, I don't know, something else in the new year. We'll figure it out. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Merry Christmas Eve. Merry Boxing Day Eve tomorrow. Merry Osmus. I don't know. Merry Osmus from your hosts, me and Rocky. Um, Hi, Australia. All all the North American hosts. The Australians, Christmas is over and done with already. It's a thing of the past. They're going to the beach. They're going to the beach. And, uh... We're putting on our coats here. Yeah, that's right. We get the real Christmas with snow and stuff. My name is Colin, and I'm off to a Filipino Christmas party in the Philippines. uh, I'm not Colin, I'm Rossi, and I'm not going to the Philippines. Thanks for downloading this episode from the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as find out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks once again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.